Hello everyone and welcome to the Power 9 Podcast. My name is Mika, I'm one of your hosts alongside the Future Pro. He's back. I'm Alfie back. Alfie. I'm back. <laughs> hey guys. How are you? I had a decently fun time at Indonesia. Thank you for the ding ding. For those of you who don't know what ding yeah, ding yeah. is, it's bakwa. For those of you who don't know what bakwa is, it's uh, it's kind of Indonesian bakwa. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like halal bakwa. Yeah, I remember. I remember like the first time in Indonesia, like I want ding ding, but I, I couldn't get it in time. So then I rem- I I went to this time like. Maybe I should actually get him that ding ding this time. Oh yeah, ding 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 It's basically like barbecued beef jerky. Yep. I think that's the, the uh, best But you have to, you have to cook to, it first. Yeah, you gotta cook it. La. I mean like barbecue, this thing. Yeah, of course, yeah. uh, it's one of the favourites at like Pasamalams, which are the night markets here in Singapore. Oh yeah. And there are some of them that do sell the... Uh, how much are they in Singapore? How much are they in Singapore? Expensive, too expensive. I how? think it's like three... For one piece? 50 for like 100 grams, which is usually Oof. like one piece, maybe. Oh boy. So it is, uh, it's a treat, la. it's a treat. You know, the it, pack I got you was like $10. 10 bucks, and that's like heavy, man. That's yeah. half a kilo. Maybe like, okay, maybe not half a kilo, la, but yeah. Import from Indonesia, you're ding ding, man. Oh yeah. Anyway, thank you for that present. How was your time in Indonesia? It was pretty good. I played some PPQs, but I'll save that for the later segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, yeah, we've been getting messages from you from Indonesia about your PPTQ experience. My, we'll talk about that. My race, my, my sadness and stuff. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. If you can hear, I'm still still not hundred percent well. Mm-hmm. You can hear that. So little, you can hear that little husky. Can hear that. You can hear the. Hear the, you can hear the phlegm gargle in his throat. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's trying to come out. I I now have to drink like warm water all the time. Warm. To prevent yeah, okay. to prevent myself from like coughing okay, okay. up uh everything. And we're recording this on a Sunday morning. Uh that I forgot or I did not real maybe I did not realize that the judge uh meetup it's not a conference, oh. not really a conference, like a small meetup uh to update on reg- uh the uh rules and regulations and the policies. Uh, okay. It's happening today. I knew it was happening today. I did not realize it was happening here in Singapore in Grey Ogre Games where we usually wait what <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. so you can sit in. I mean, like today, are you working? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you'll be able to enjoy the uh, company of many, many judges. I will be here. I, I will be here, but I won't be attending the uh, the conference. You'll, you'll be playing D and D. Yeah, I I, oh, I think I'll be playing D and D. I don't know. I I definitely need to prepare for the uh, conference. For the uh, not the conference. The D and D. Yeah, the session. Okay, so, yeah. cool. Uh, of which yesterday I spent too too much time watching movies. So what were you watching? Uh, Batman. Oh. Lego Batman movie. I watched uh, oh. John Wick two. I finally watched John Wick, and then in quick succession, I went to go and watch John Wick two. Oh, and man. it's oh, it's a fantastic movie, man. That it's it shot so well. Oh yeah, speaking of, speaking of movies, I watched La La Land in Indonesia. La La Land. Oh, that, that movie was so good, actually. Yeah, that, that's why I I think it's a very polar movie. Uh, the, there's some people that say it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And then some people are like, "What? I don't understand this film." No, I you, think when you don't understand the yeah, film, that's that, why. It's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You need to have that certain level of. That for it, something. Yeah, I haven't watched La La Land, but from what I, what I understand, what I understand from it is that you gotta take your time. Yeah, and yeah. Then you gotta understand the film. Maybe I watch it again if Rian. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll hopefully watch it on the plane on the way to uh, Taipei. Tomorrow. Oh man. Uh, anyway, you're listening to not the movie podcast, <laughs> but uh, the Power Nine podcast. Every week, myself and Alfian, we get together and we talk shop about this little game called Magic the Gathering. Not sure if you heard of it. Uh, you can find new episodes every week, power9podcast.com, mtgcast.com, as well as on iTunes. So let's start the episode. Oh, and yeah. as always, we start every episode with my week in magic. All right. So how was your week in magic? How's your four few weeks? Yeah, I'm going okay, to condense three weeks in ma- of magic. All right, into like... Okay. Into like five minutes worth. Of, yeah. I know we always say like each of us gets like less than five minutes worth, but we always go rambling on. It's okay. I think it's not. It's quite simple. All right. So five minutes. Okay. Throughout my throughout my uh f- few weeks of PPTQ, right? Uh-huh. I played like around four. Mm-hmm. I top eighted one, went fourth place. What? No, 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 but then I uh-huh. and I and I lost terribly in the other three. Okay. But so what I realized right was <coughs> that 
I had the same 50-50 matchup all the time. When I won the games, I was drawing good. When I lost the games, it's because I was drawing bad. Oh, yeah. And it's not because I keep bad hands. I, I had to keep those bad hands. I was like mulling to six Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just have to keep. So, uh, in, co- uh, in conclusion, right, what I realized was that in this meta, I think it's a bit stale already. So, I need to, someone needs to innovate to create a deck that beats Green Black Delirium or something. Not Green Black Delirium, man. Like Madu Vehicles or yeah. Kitty Cat. Or all three, if you... There, 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 have, there are those few decks, right? Yeah. And then those few decks are like the 50-50. Each deck versus each other is like 50-50. Yeah, exactly. Matchup, right? and, yeah. and like sometimes, sometimes I don't know if it's I'm bad at the game or my deck choice, my deck tech is bad or mm-hmm. I, just luck, I just, the luck is green not man. there. Green-black energy, man. Play that green-black energy. Yeah, but you say it's too late. Uh, I don't know whether it's too late, but uh, there definitely needs to be changes to. Yeah, to yeah. I'll, 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 I'll experiment with it. Like tonight, I'll, I'll be playing some. Co- I'll record some. I'll be recording some testing with co- Ryan tonight. The so co- catch Catrice. Co- check that Ruby versus Fifi. Check it out on YouTube. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, do head on down youtube.com slash actually we got not enough subscribers. Uh, uh, <laughs> com and then put down in Power Nine Podcast or Riri versus Fifi. That's R I R I versus F I F I. Uh, in, uh, also the uh, PPDQ entrance to entry to donation is like ten dollars. Oh, okay, ten sing dollars or ten sing dollars. Oh, okay, so that's not and and unlike certain places, they do prizes, give out prizes. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, not a ten dollar donation to the store. Thank I you. do. I did get five packs for fourth place. So yeah, okay, that's not so bad. Yeah, I I know, but <laughs> some places, some places just in don't give up. better developed countries, uh, just don't give up prizes at all. Yeah, yeah. I I wonder I wonder which prices <laughs> ten dollar donations. Yeah, Woo. Some, uh, some people think it's okay. Yeah, how did you play any magic this week? I think. Oh yeah, just yesterday. Oh, just yesterday. Yeah, I I combined that with the thing. Oh, okay, that's why I concluded cool. that the fifty fifty matchup. I think it need, need needs to be some innovation to, to be on to, the be on the edge. Yeah, uh. I think one of those innovations, and uh, I've been using it in the green black energy deck, okay. is uh, Life Crafters Bestiary. Oh, I, amongst I, most I things. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's. I think everyone's using it already. Uh no, I don't think so. Then not not. That's not enough. Uh, so they use it in the sideboard. I think you use you it want in the main, main board. board? Yeah, mm. one in the main board and then two more in the sideboard. That's spicy. Uh, just wait, to wait, combat. three in total. Yeah, three in total. Oh, man. Uh, it is super good against uh, you know, just control decks and decks that have a lot of um, a lot of removal. So the the thing about the deck, uh, and then I probably is like shifting into my week in Magic, I suppose. <laughs> the thing about that deck or the green black energy deck is that, uh. The you know you you have X amount of threats okay. and that's like there's actually twenty five X being creatures. a large number X being a pretty large number lah, uh, and that life crafters bestiary just helps you draw into more threats because that person is gonna have X number of removal okay and then uh you know like the green black delirium you know has X number of removal and then the kitty cat deck has X number of removal okay, and having. Yeah. But, okay, let's, but what if you consistently trade one for one, right? Uh-huh. Then they do a combo. What are you going to do about that? Yeah, la, no, la, the, the, for the combo matchup, I think the, the Life Crafters Bestiary goes out. Oh, because okay, okay. for that, that combo matchup, like, uh, if you're on the draw, if you're on the draw, uh, and if you're on the play, like, you just have to be aggressive. Okay. And then just keep the right types of removal. And that's it. So it's kind of... Okay, yeah. Another thing I learned, right, from uh, playing the k- against the Kitty Cat matchup, mm-hmm. I, I was advised this from one of my new friends at, uh, at this new shop I went to. It's Mishra called, Workshop? No, it's a new shop. <laughs> it's called The Cube KGD. The Cube KGD, okay. And my my friend, um, Mick, Mick, uh, Michael Giulianto. Okay. Uh, he, he, oh, oh, also, shout out to uh, the, the Cube KGD's uh, owner, Wendra Kamajaja. Whoa, he's, okay. he's coming to charge in the RPTQ as well. So oh, be, nice. He's, have some. he's level 1 trying to promote to level 2, so he's getting the mentorship and stuff. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wow, just to, to do the RPTQ is... Um, yeah, he was also to look at our uh, setup because I told him our setup was cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think Mick Ju uh, told me that you should... Uh, against the copycat matchup, uh, actually, he, he suggested maybe not playing Lost Legacy or Transgress, but instead speeding up your clock. Uh... No, I don't think you can kill by turn four. Mm. 
Because sometimes they sometimes they just go off on like turn four. Well, if they do try to land Sahili on turn three, uh, Sahili will probably die. Mm, that's likelihood true. Likelihood Likelihood. Oh well. Well, but that that ends my week in Magic and conc- and stuff. So how about yours, Nick? Uh, I got the draft this week. I think the only thing I got to do was draft. Uh, I did I did do the stream, uh, and what well, my voice was you know just Horse. my voice just took a took a beating after that, and I just told yeah. myself, okay, let's not do Wednesday, uh, and let's not let's not just do this until I get better. Uh, uh, you want me to replace you on Tuesday? Uh, you will probably have to because okay, I've got to go for I've got to go for a business trip. Okay. In Taiwan. Oh wow! Getting business trips already. Uh, well, I'm I'm probably gonna go there to die, so I need to write my will before I leave tonight. Oh man, will uh, you give me anything? Uh, yeah, yeah. Some of the judge promos. Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. right. Hope big dies. Hope my plane crash. Uh, but anyway, the um. Uh, what's that? Uh? Uh, I got a draft. I thought I drafted a pretty sick deck. Okay. Uh, green blue is not a very good color in the current draft uh, meta. It is. Wait, there's a lot of bombs though. There's a lot of bombs, but you you know you pair blue with something else that has that is heavy in removal, and I think I just chose the wrong colors because the three of us. Uh, me, Wilfred, and uh, who was sitting beside me, uh, Wing Hing. Okay, we all drafted green blue, <laughs> and it was surprising that it could support all our decks. Like the the pool was able to support all our decks, which is amazing. And Wing Hing went on to I think, uh, Wing Hing won one game la, and then uh, Wilfred was Wilfred uh, went three, yeah, three wins. Oh man. So uh, how do you do? Well, I I won one game and that's oh. it. Well, I got I got a lot bad hands, but I thought the deck was okay because mm. it curved out like when it curved out, it curved out like really sweet. Pretty and cool I curved curves, out a lot. Man. I curved out a lot, uh, but because I didn't have removal, I didn't have the proper removal. I had like oh tap this down and oh, tap okay. that down and gonna bounce that. Uh, not the best, mm-hmm. but uh, still fine, still fine. Mm. <coughs> So, yeah, that's our week in magic. Yeah. We are going to talk about fake um, cards. A much yeah, it's, it's uh, very taboo subject. I don't think it's a taboo subject. Cheating is probably a taboo subject. Oh, yeah, people have been advising me. That's not, pretty taboo. Yeah, people have been advising me not to talk about cheating. But I think one of these days we need to talk yeah, about cheating, yeah. make cheaty face. I don't think people cheat. I don't see people cheat that much. Uh, you don't. Because they're, did, cheating yeah, very because well. they're cheating very well, but uh, some of us know when some other players. Maybe are that's cheating. why I'm losing games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've, I, I mean, we've experienced it ourselves, and I don't know. I've, I've experienced it myself, uh, especially locally. Uh, there is Wait, seriously there is a fair amount of people trying to cheat, huh. and uh, it's very obvious. It's fairly obvious, uh, but you got to keep your eyes peeled, and we'll talk about that in another day. But here, we're going to talk about a relatively taboo but not so taboo subject called fake cards. Mm. Fake. fake. It's fake. Fake news. Fake news, fake man. Fake cards. Star City Games, fake cards. Channel uh, Fireball, fake cards. TCG player, fake cards. TCG card. players, really fake cards. My, be- my, f- my best friend is... Uh, what, what's the analogy to Fox News? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, Fake cards today, and I think the first thing that we need to start off the topic with is a distinction between proxy cards and counterfeits, and mm. whether there is a distinction. Because we were talking about this, this was not actually not in the notes. Okay. This, this didn't even cross my mind until you brought it up this morning, where you were talking about uh, what about the guy who was selling proxy cards? So there was, ah, I think this one okay. came up because this topic came up because Edwin suggested, hey, there's a guy. On uh, Carol Hell, Carol Hell was uh, selling <laughs> proxy. Was selling proxy cards. Yep. you know it's, it's not. Uh, it, it's just very. I won't say it's high quality because I don't think it passes the light test. I also don't think it passes the uh, the you know inspection under loop. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's it's good. I guess good enough for you to use in casual. Yeah, casual, casual EDH, and that's why, and that's why the guy was uh, uh, advocating. Yeah, right. But um, 
Okay, here's the problem. Mm. In the website itself, right? Uh, it one testimony marketed it as I brought it to REL events and got away with it. Oh man! So that's how good it putting was, it right? putting that on the website, right? Kind of indicates the kind of and it creates an underlying thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. So it. uh, something that you don't you kind yeah. of want to avoid, lah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we want to make a definition between. Uh, the proxy and the counterfeits. So counterfeits are basically those that are produced on mass, eh? on mass, by uh, somebody. So there's, there's obviously yeah, there's a bulk, lot of rumors about production. Uh, that in China that the China that they are <laughs> producing lots and lots of these uh, counterfeits. There is a list though of the certain of this like print list <clears throat> like there's a list of cards that are to watch to watch out for like. Blood creep, breeding uh, pool, else oh, yeah, all the double, all the dual lands. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's it's in a Sarsity article by what's his name, uh, Charles Andres. Oh yeah, yeah. Counterfeit card. Yes, I I'm on that as well. Uh, so that I mean there is those, and this was written in when twenty fourteen. Yeah, so you know, black creep like was that. still in standard. Oh man. Uh, and twenty fourteen bef- uh twenty fourteen was. Before they imprinted the the, the 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 KDK fetch, uh no no not the KDK fetch. Oh the the, the sticker, hologram sticker, sticker, yeah. yeah yeah sticker so sticker th- so it, maybe this event might have prompted the stickers. Uh I I don't think so. Well maybe well what he what he has to keep out for keep a lookout for uh you know fake cards yeah. and how to improve fake cards. But back That's to true. the definition. Uh, and then we have these people making proxies, and they are openly advertising. Okay, we can make proxies for you for your, for your, uh, you know, casual, yeah, casual yeah. events. These are, uh, what we mean by proxies is literally like taking a land, like when we don't have it in our EDH decks and stuff like that. We take a land and then we write the card name yeah. on it, and then we just, oh, just print it out the cards on a piece of paper and, put and it, then yeah, yeah. put it in like a black white piece of paper. So this is replacing. These are like high quality proxies that are replacing what we uh, what we are currently doing. But uh, in doing that, like that, I don't think there's any uh, there's any distinction. You want you can grab a mic, by the way. Yeah, yeah. you go grab it yourself because I didn't. I I assume that you were not going to show up. <laughs> yeah, Kaz is here. Kaz unfo- is here, man. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, so. There's a number one thing when it comes to like proxies, when it comes to basically reprints, physical representations of cards, uh, and that is the stealing of IP. So the stealing of uh, intellectual property. It would just uh, there's a bit of there's also trademark infringement. Uh, there's damages. Okay, and damages. What we mean by damages in in terms of um, of defamation and definitely in trust. So uh, you know, when the quality of the when the quality of the card is no good, you 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 know you you kind of um, start to mistrust uh, certain certain sources. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and if let's say a store sells you a fake, fake card. card without knowing it's a fake card, yeah, and then you know that that uh, that damages the reputation of the store. Uh, and then of course there's monetary gain on top of all of this. Mm-hmm, of so, is there really a there is there really a distinction between proxy cards and counterfeits? I don't think there should be. They are still counterfeits. They are still representations of the original card, but yeah, not yeah. the original card. I think proxy cards right has a more innocent tone to it as you intend it to like as you intend for it to. If you, te- you intend for it for other people to know that it's a proxy card, but yeah, com- that's that's com- why like somebody's telling you this is a real fake. Yeah, <laughs> this is fake. I think it's more to the extent of how good the fake is, right? Yeah, like so. I don't. I I I don't think no, so. So, like, so I believe like most people, their intent when I mean they do their own printing to do proxies. Mm-hmm. They're usually not for sales. It's more like, hey, I have a I have a high definition printer. I can print something that looks nice and looks real for yeah, just are, for our casual play. Yeah. The question then is 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 this person's intent for his own use and his friend's use, or is he doing it for monetary gain? 
And that's the I but, think that's the definition the line between being an actual proxy and actual actually marketing fake cards away, right? No, but at the end of the day they're still selling the, the proxies. Yeah, so, if that, so that's where it comes there's in. So monetary if there's monetary gain, then even if you call it a proxy, then by all means it is an infringement on intellectual rights by Wizards of the Coast, right? Correct, For their correct. property. So, so this yeah. is a counterfeit like I won't say we should not be uh, you know, distinguishing <coughs> between counterfeit and, and proxy, proxy cards. Yeah. Probably just yeah, like you were mentioning, yeah, yeah. Uh, whether we are going to make money out, uh, whether the person who is printing these cards are going to make money out of uh, these cards. And lo and behold, you shouldn't because you know that's yeah. not your intellectual property. And for yeah. one, uh, you don't support your LGS by creating proxies because if you can proxy a whole hundred card EDH deck, then what? As what's the LGS, the of, you know, yeah. what's the use of the LGS and you know having products for actually sales and you know what's yeah, the point yeah. of us yeah, sorting we'll, inventory? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about know? that in a while. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, def- definition aside, we're going to talk about uh, the impact. I suppose there are two main articles that we're drawing out from. One is a Reddit post, which is the analysis of potential impact of Chinese counterfeit. MTG cards and that was uh, an article about three years ago mm-hmm. and uh, there's one on board game geek which is uh, something that I definitely want to contest and the the last article of course is the uh, Shas Andres uh, uh, article on Star City Games I'm going to link all the uh, I'm going to put the link of all the Give websites us the TLDR the, baby of all three articles actually the TLDR is uh Fake yeah, cards fake, cards are, <laughs> fake cards are bad, but for different reasons. Yeah, for for very different reasons. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, okay, so all of the articles tell us that the fakes are very good. The fakes are hard to distinguish. They're very convincing fakes. They're very convincing. The uh, the the. Uh, what you call it? The print is correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, the um, what you call it? The uh, the spacing, the the font, the kerning, whatever, yeah. whatever have you. <laughs> they are not they are not those kiddie Pokemon counterfeit <laughs> cards you had back in the day. Exactly. <laughs> like the Hollow Foil sticker AP or stick on your fridge. The finish is uh, is correct, and uh, last but not least, of course, the blue paper. Is inside the card, and oh, uh, what do we mean by blue paper? Is that there is um, a tear test, but uh, yeah, yeah, the tear test does not really. Have you seen a raging ravine though? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that that no longer counts, by the way. What's that? Does uh, it, um, yeah. Ben tore uh, had had a fake raging. Uh, was it Joe? No. So Mark bought a collection, and there was a Chinese raging ravine. Mm-hmm. So it felt like it passed every test, and. Uh, Joe was convinced it was fake, or else Mark was still on the line. So he did, we decided to you know this is fine, do a tear test. And there was the blue line. And we realized that actually where we, we spotted the details of it being a fake was actually within uh, the, the subtype, the archetype border. There's small white dots along the border where normal cards, these cards do not have these Don't borders. Have, okay. Yeah, so the tear test uh, apparently doesn't work anymore. But the tear test is a bogus test anyway, I think. I think it's I, bogus. I think at, this, at, yeah. uh, at the point of time... Of like 2012, 2013 <coughs> They've already identified Okay, what is that blue layer In the middle Yeah I don't think that's a <coughs> But it does It does identify the older counterfeits that Yeah, are it does Yeah uh, Especially when people are trying to Move humongous collections <coughs> That, you know rid- Ridiculous low, li- low prices And then mm. you'd be suspicious So uh, it does catch us It does catch the old fakes like, It doesn't catch the newer ones Yeah mm. uh, Okay, so uh, Yeah, okay, so these articles are the ones that we're drawing off on. Uh, the the two main things that we need to go and discuss is the magnitude and then the impact. Uh, and maybe let's talk about uh, the magnitude first because I think that's that's about the circulation. So the magnitude um, is how how big this has, how bigly this has affected our our <coughs> industry or this this economy so to speak so okay. the cards obviously go into circulation from somewhere yeah yep. uh probably sold off from the printer themselves to players uh to shops or to shops then to other players and then to other players and yep. then that's how it penetrates into the market the market okay so there's two avenues one is the either the printer sells directly to players 
or the printer sells it to shops as collections. I think if you sell it to a shop, right? I think it's on it. it the shop it becomes more dangerous because the shop is the more trusted mm-hmm. source. You see, correct. But being a shop, right? And this is uh, being a shop. You like, should have the. You should know how to buy cards. You and also you should suspect like when somebody is trying to sell you off. A certain collection Yeah uh, I mean To that uh, My comment is uh, well, I've been doing this Since Summer good Summer Like 20, 2014 I've been uh, 2013 uh, Mid-2013 I've been working In this industry Unfortunately For <laughs> good or bad uh, I have bought My fair share of collections I've seen Fake And I've seen Real power lines And sometimes Even with years Of experience Sometimes these things Slip by it's you Especially when you're Buying collections and yeah, you don't there's have too the many time, cards. Yeah. To, yeah. You don't have time to like feel, you know, look at every card in detail, feel every card's check texture, see whether if it's, it's not too oily for its language base, yep. or is the material feel a bit weird? Is the the font a bit spaced out? Sometimes these things slip by you. And mm-hmm. uh, working in this industry, including Mark, who has much more experience than me, and uh, Ben and Joe, unfortunately, are more trained in this because uh, they have been doing the high end stuff for much longer, yeah. Yeah. and they primarily do high end. It's easier for them to spot. But newer fakes like the Raging Ravine that we were just talking about. Oh, those was, are really good, man. They are really yeah, good yeah. fakes. And it bypasses even the, the people with the most experience, the people that I know with decent amount of experience. So I won't say that it's... Yes, it is on the shop's responsibility to check for fake cards. But what I'm saying is that there's always a margin for error, especially when it comes to you know buying collection, which includes some fakes, which even the owner didn't know it was fake. Right? I, I've, I had an old customer walk in the temping shop and so, said... I, have, I kept these for like 20 plus years These are beta, beta power nines I looked at it It passed all the tests Then when I passed it to Mark It's like nope This thing feels weird It's definitely a fake And you know Two tarot testing Was actually fake What was the other tarot testing? Do you do the <coughs> so do you the check light. it under the loop? So we didn't have the loop At that point of time Because oh, okay, uh, okay. they were doing an event And I was making a temping show I didn't have it uh, But okay. it passed the light test It passed I, You know No band test No tear test You know Because you know Beta yeah, power no nines shit. But when it passed the light test and the font looks correct, and it, I even referenced it online. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it passed my judgment. And I was scrutinizing it really hardly. That and becomes dangerous. Yeah, yeah, it I becomes dangerous because even the owners of the cards, and this was 20 years back, so even the owners didn't know. They just left it in the box somewhere, assumed it was real, and then mm. like one day they cashed out. So you get what I mean? When even the owners can't tell it's real and they pass it off, but the owners real. usually like yeah, the owners won't the know. people yeah the people who get duped won't won't know lah. But yeah. that's the thing like as store owners, uh, or as people who run stores, I think when you sell it to the stores, it is of course their responsibility to to know whether the card is fake or not. And, yes. Uh, sometimes it d- does pass through, and that's when like some of the cards get uh get into circulation. Yes, correct. Of course, it it stops somewhere. It has to stop somewhere because uh you know shops don't just sell to players. Shops also sell to other shops and yes. and so forth and so on. Mm. And when they do inspect, so it does go through a lot of eyes. So that's why I think uh this avenue of getting the cards out yep. is it, uh, getting these cards into circulation. <laughs> this is where. There is a bit of a uh, You know I, I wouldn't be worried too much la. At yeah, some okay. point The buck does stop if it, Even if it passes one shop It yeah. might not pass another shop Or it not, might not pass this thing Players I don't think I don't think players Except with the exception of Power Nines I don't think players come in Actually you'd be wrong um, So I have a personal friend Tung Wei You all might know him He plays like a fair bit Fair bit of modern Okay uh, So I think once upon a time He did tell me that he has a set of like Fake goifs uh-huh. I asked him like You know How do you know it's fake la? So he told me He went through all the tests and stuff I told him like you know, so, so why are you still playing with it And keeping it He said that It's a reminder This, this is almost a quote He said if you don't get caught And it's fully sleeved No one can tell if it's a fake or not You just play with it anyway That's Because true. the money is spent mm-hmm. So the, I mean My two cents that I passed to Elfin Because I thought I wasn't having the mic Is Without reading the article Just the economic side Is our players making a con- Conscious decision To buy fake cards Even though they know It's not legal Ah uh, okay So that's the other right? Yeah So because in the end, the market, the, the economic damage that comes from fakes and counterfeit goods, in the same as normal economies such as Singapore or America, all comes with consumer decisions, right? right? Yeah. So if we all decide that, uh, that buying fakes is more worth it than buying real, real cards, cards yeah. from real from boosters and stuff, getting it from other players, then yes, of course, there'll be severe damage and we can see the rippling effect of it. Uh, my question is, uh, I, I didn't do that much research. I only did like the baseline economic side of it. So how extensive is this damage? Can we have so, a card that exemplifies yeah. this problem? So the, the, the scenario that you're, that you're uh, highlighting, right, yep. is where the bug stops. 
Yep. This card doesn't go out. This person, okay, so a person who knows that they're buying fakes, yep. these proxies, la, yep. that we're, we're going to call them, uh, who is going to use them in tournaments or like casual play and stuff like that. Yep. They, uh, and if they, they know that if they get caught, there's these this, consequences, yep. but they still use it. But that is where the bug stops because they know it's fake. Yep. Uh, and then, okay, maybe they're going to pass it on. Uh, and that's where it gets dangerous. So the the part where you know it, if the player knows that the that this needs to stay within their own uh, collection, okay, that's uh, that that would be good lah. But it, it's yeah. not necessarily the case because if that if that's what it's used for, then the extent of the problem is actually not very big. The impact yeah. of the problem is not very well, big. Well, I think. So, uh, uh, I have to stop you right there I think the extent of the problem Is actually quite big So can you imagine A set of Tamagoy fakes So imagine how much LGS were made If they so sold if, a if the LGS Yeah, yeah. That, okay So that's, that's the other That's yeah. the other part of it like, like, the, the other side of the problem Is that This person is not buying Cards from the shop Or is not buying cards yep. From these other players Who are uh, You know who are, who are keeping these cards For, for monetary value Or yep. you know Just like <coughs> I think the simplest case Is of course The LGS selling cards Right Yeah uh, so that's the other part. That's the other side of it. I think that's the um, uh, we'll talk about the impact, lah. This is they were still talking about magnitude. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then of course the third the third one is that the printer or the other case is that the printer sells directly to players. Yes, correct. Uh, as what we're seeing in Carol Hell and, yeah, and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Um, and well, if the players know that they're buying fakes, that's good because yeah. they they buy it for a purpose. Yeah. They buy it for a very specific purpose. <coughs> uh, like the, I want to assume la, I want to assume that everybody is uh, who does know that it's fake. Just yeah. was it for buys, personal usage? Yeah, either for personal usage or like, or like in in a group usage. Yeah. Okay. okay. We talk, don't talk about the impact. So the bug, the bug really just stops there. Yeah. The problem is when this person like buys, let's say in bulk. Yep. Okay. And then they, they and then you start selling it yeah, out. Yeah. Start like circulating start the rest of the market, right? That's where the that's where the problem is. So we don't know. I mean, we we will never know. Uh, how he, we know that there there a lot of different people. Yep. Yeah. Out there, and definitely there are going to be some people who are going to be yeah, like that. Course. But how many? Uh, we we won't know lah. So this is where the question mark is on the impact. But I I believe that uh, impact. Uh, you know, the magnitude wise, yeah, right? magnitude wise, it is moderate to small because, uh, you know, the the, okay. f- the the few scenarios in which you can get these cards into circulation don't make sense. Uh, well, yeah. uh, I mean, then then again, from uh, economic uh, perspective, right? So, uh, one of our experiences is that we had uh, we're not I'm not going to name nationality or any anything like that, <laughs> uh, but somebody brought. To a show <laughs> A stack of JTMSs uh, Zen- Zendika JTMSs uh. And it was a stack And it was selling it For like I think Somewhere half Of normal Shop buy price Whoa. Okay. So we were like You know Maybe this legit Because you know It's a whole stack And you know, maybe he wants To dump it all For like quick cash That right? doesn't sound legit and True enough Every single piece Of them were fake So so my, in my mind When you talk about Magnitude See it, is, it doesn't make sense Because if some guy Brings a whole stack Of JTMSs Like this guy Is fishy as hell You know We're not going to Buy from him yeah, la, that's The problem is what, since he already printed it and he knows that he can't do it in bulk, he can just simply distribute it slowly, one right? by and one. Yeah. And the magnitude is still there because the cards are printed and still going to be in circulation. It's yeah. just a matter of how long it takes for his X supply to reach the saturation in the market, right? Yeah. To fully fully be circulated in the market. Yeah. And so the magnitude is always a questionable thing. It's how, how good are the fakes and how many are being printed mm. and how are they releasing it into the market? And my, usually, the way I see it is like one, Carol Hell, you know, you know, Closing it off as a decent enough fake that you can play in legal RELs. Yeah. yeah. Next thing is you know going up to an auction or you know going up to players and, and one piece when, at a time, yeah. right? Yeah. One piece at a time and then through mail where you through get it trade. and then you can this thing. Yeah. And you know players won't check like that. They're like, oh my god, I got the cheapest Player, uh, JTM. How many of us have a loop at home? Uh, uh, I mean, it's not only <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But uh, I mean, if if you touch. Touch every single type of foreign card. Actually, every foreign card has different texture, feelings like yes. oiliness. Of yeah, the card. Japanese cards are more slippery. Yeah, so if you actually, if like, if you had a bit of experience whacking packs, just touching every foreign card, and you buy a new card, you roughly know. The problem is when the <coughs> when the fake is when the that fake good. Is right? that good? Yeah. Uh, so we had a, I think we had a recent contest about the library that we bought, Library of Alexandria, uh-huh. where it passed a Rosette test, Rosetta test, but it the font was it's a not bit a Rosette weird. test, man. Oh, they it's used to look to look at the Rosette pattern for the older cards. 
it's called a, it's not a rosette oh, pattern. It it's called the more more pattern. More pattern. More pattern. Yeah. More fringe. Okay. So anyway, yeah. Contest about that and uh, for older cars like this, sometimes it either passes off as a fantastic thing or it's just we in our mind we're thinking is this a printing error? We can't we can't quantify that because. Would you, would you really tear up a library of Alexandra? Would you really tear it up if you if you bought it out of good faith from a customer in his collection and then like this feels it's fishy? Like we, we know that there used to be uh, massive, massive like printing errors. Yeah, yeah I exactly. think the, the best one was the uh, Ruby Medallion, <coughs> where it actually had a, <coughs> a comic book print. Oh, uh, wow. Spy, was it Superman or Spider Man print on the comic oh, book row? So that was fantastic. And one of my friends does have. Uh, one of those uh, ruby medallions. It's worth, worth it's it's worth a uh, lot. It's, it's for collectors worth quite yeah. a bit. Uh, okay, but yeah, so so maybe the extent of the problem, the the magnitude of the problem is how is determined by how good the yeah. fakes are, and the fakes are really good. Like yeah. we are holding some fakes, and too bad we got no video now. Yeah, uh, we're holding yeah. some fakes we're holding in front a, of us. Like we have a golf fake, a very good golf fake, and um. The Goif, the Goif actually passed the light test yeah. and this thing. We'll talk about the test after, after we're yeah, done. There okay, are a few so tests for you know, users yeah. to, uh, players to be precautious of mm. these kind of things. Uh, yeah, let's, but I think uh, the impact is quite... Yeah, so let's move on to the impact. Yeah. I think the impact can be, <coughs> can be quite great. Okay, so th- there's one thing that... Uh, man, I love this board game geek. Uh, the, the, way, the way he... D- who is the writer? Is he it? or she describes it a run up where and uh they're saying uh these are flooding the market. So you talk about the Chinese printing companies <laughs> deciding to print MTG cards that are very high quality. <coughs> these are flooding the market and causing card prices to fall, which is causing owners to panic that their cards might become worthless overnight and freezing up the market as buyers become spe- uh skeptical of the authenticity of their purchases. So Lol. Like, okay, like I, the, I, 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 I know where the sentiment is coming from, but it's like the same as the Donald Trump sentiment, right? Oh my God, he hasn't stepped into office, you know? We're gonna burn. We're gonna burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but he did step into office. Yeah. And everything and is burning. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah kind of burning. Fake. for this user, I mean, I did only make has only read the TLDR version. But yeah. first of all, uh, in order to prove your statement, I believe that data is always important. So yeah. what are the cards that are being printed? So uh, you all listed like breeding like, pools and yeah. uh, uh, blood cribs, right? Yeah. So if you can see a distinct change in the market, then yes, we can say that the impact is bad. However, <laughs> player sentiments about uh, being skeptical about buying cards, now that's uh, where it lies on the consumer decision, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so that's the... <clears throat> educating... So if you are a trader, like um, Mark... I mean, I don't consider myself a trader because I only work at a shop. But if you, if you consider yourself a trader and you're buying and selling these cards, I think it's only fair, not only as a trader, but as a player to educate yourself on what is a fake and how to tell what is a fake. Mm. You cannot just simply say, uh, there are fakes, therefore everybody is scared. No, no one's going to buy cards and sell cards. Because people still love the game. It's a matter of, do they love their money more than they love the game? <laughs> you know? I think yeah, if you play this game for long enough, you love the game more. Yeah. <laughs> and also there's credibility. Like, as a yeah. trader, like we were talking earlier, as a trader, I don't think you just buy uh, <coughs> random cards. And even yeah. if you, let's say you come across, you accidentally did buy a fake, yeah. like as a trader, I don't think you want to damage your reputation yeah, yeah. by selling exactly. a fake. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, unless of course one day um, SCG just decides like fake, yeah, we're gonna sell fake. And uh, fake. even for our own our own purposes, <laughs> we kept like after we got the the goy fake from a show and the imperial seal fake, we put it at the back simply to educate future customers that you know these are good fakes and how to tell good fakes from real cards, right? Yeah. Mm. And I think uh, in terms of impact, these, like, this is jumping the gun, but this actually helps to dampen the impact of these fake cards by educating our player base oh, to say, yeah, like, hey, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, these are fakes. Look at them. They are really good. They, even, they might even pass us, but we caught them. And here it is. Let me show you what it's a fake. We're all for the that's good of the community, to, man. That's what we used to do in Portugal like every week. Uh, uh, Danny and Danny and Massimo, <coughs> they'll come into the store and then they'll have like uh, Mas- Massimo and his brother. They run the right. they run this online selling uh, portal la, and they will bring to the store like a, a, a stack of cards and it'll tell you there are some fakes inside. Mm-hmm. Oh. So then we all have like this little competition where we will try to f- figure out which is, which fake, is fake, right? fake and which is not. And there are some that were <coughs> incredible. Like there was a Sorin, uh, there was a Sorin uh, Markov. 
which nobody could tell whether it was fake or not. We yeah. just oh, looked man. at it. I was like, hmm, this is not this is not bad. We took loops and this thing, and uh, because it was in a. Uh, <coughs> Oh man, it was so good. It was basically just yeah. uh, it almost it almost fooled everyone until we tore up the card. Oh, okay. there was the blue no, yeah, there was, was the blue layer inside. Yeah, but then, that's, uh, that's scary. Yeah, uh, we basically at that point of time, like we had to uh, use a backlight. Oh, we already we, we had to use a backlight, but we didn't have one, so we just tore up the card and then we just threw it away. To, uh, not tear up the card to go and figure out whether it's fake or not. Just to get rid of to it. To get rid of it, yeah. But it's this too is, good. It's just too good. Like we were all divided on, uh, on whether the uh, the card was fake or not. Yeah. Uh, so the impact of it, you know, is, uh, I, you know, if there's moderate impact. <coughs> okay, so let's say, uh, for legacy, and and the impact is very, it's at, at very different stages. So okay. in standard. Like the impact of fake cards, I think is very low because the yeah, yeah. circulation of cards are extremely high. Yep. The supply of cards is extremely high. When it comes to legacy, I think it's got, uh, and I do agree with the article. It's got moderate impact. Not a lot of people are playing legacy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we talk about dual lands, it's easy to. It's actually easier to figure out the old cards than new cards. Uh, the new cards uh, when I talk about new cards like the modern cards mm. it's harder to tell I think fakes for modern cards than it is to tell yeah, fakes for, for, sure. for really old cards mm-hmm. especially when you talk about let's say like Library of Alexandria yeah. the minute you <coughs> pick it up and the other day when we bought a collection for, from uh, Stronghold Tempest when you yeah. pick up the card you know the texture yeah is, is very unique the texture is very unique and when you keep a card that long right oh yeah it tends to develop a different texture from yeah. the cards nowadays. And it's mm-hmm. very, I, I won't say it's impossible to replicate, but, um, it, you know, it is, uh, it's just different and it, yeah. it's easier to tell. And uh, I don't know whether it's true, but Mark can smell cards. Yeah, the, the cards there's a smell. smell. There is a, there's actually yeah. a smell to it, which yeah, it is, is damn strange. But yeah, and, and it's very easy to tell with a loop, lah, I think, mm. uh, for older cards. So the highest impact is where we uh, is actually in modern. And I do agree with this uh, this article, the Reddit article. Everything yeah. Okay. Because the well, I mean, we're looking at the Tamagoyf in front of us. It almost passed the light test. Yeah. yeah. It uh, almost passed the light test. I think if you didn't have a card for a comparison, it passes the light test. Yeah. It yeah. even passes the texture. It, it's just the, the texture. Bit, uh, the colors a bit off. It's a yeah, bit. That's it. Looks yeah. light. You know, we need a loop, lah. Uh, I, I, I need a loop to to determine. And if there is the ro- the 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 Moyer, the rosette pattern, uh, there, then, uh, then it really is. Yeah, I, I, I don't doubt that there is no blue layer inside. Yeah. To yeah, to be frank, I think one of my Verdant catacombs feels feels like a fake. Feels like a fake. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm never going to test it because you know I play so little. Uh, but you know, go I, get the do get a loop. And but go once again, out. Ben sold it to me, so. Hopefully, you know, Ben didn't dig me. So, no. But I don't think he will. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think as a joke, like, yeah, you know, maybe, 20 maybe. years down the road, he'll like, tell you, hey, you know what? Yeah, I owe you, yeah, I owe you one Bodon Catacombs because the one I yeah, saw yeah. you was a real so, fake. So, uh, about fake. In, impact-wise, about counterfeit cards, uh, like mirroring uh, just economic theory. And if, the closest thing that we can compare it to is uh, actually an internal game economic uh, market system called mm-hmm. Team Fortress 2. So Team Fortress oh 2 man. Team Fortress 2 had blue chip trades. Uh, so oh, yeah, keys, yeah, yeah, okay. the, the keys, keys that you can buy on the store, earbuds, uh, the bills had, they're all had, worth uh, like a static currency yeah. and uh, they fluctuate only when the market determines that the price is a bit lower. Yeah, so okay. what happened is that I think a period of time when people hats. just flooded the market with dupes. Yeah. The problem oh, was that consume the, then okay this is the real issue Co- when consumers decide that it's okay to deal with dupes because they might get extra value out of their one time transaction mm-hmm. you know and bump up their status economically and I say like oh my inventory was was worth a hundred dollars in fix yeah. but if it was real it'd be like maybe three hundred dollars but now I bumped it all off and now I got three hundred dollars of real inventory you know I mean I think the impact really lies with consumer decision because if we all as a community decide not to buy fix mm-hmm. and the fix are taboo. It'll be okay because but, uh, also, no, but it also, also depends r- on the price of the cards. You <coughs> see, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We talk about Tamagoys and Tamagoys are like hundred dollars a piece. Yes, you know. So uh, when you talk about like the 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 the, the real impact is that, and the reason why modern yeah modern has the highest harder, impact right? because the cards are 
goddamn expensive and sometimes okay if we don't know that's it's bad yeah when we don't if know if we yeah. know and we still do it and you know players uh, what you're saying players still do it players yep. still sell the cards mm-hmm. even when they know that's when it's really yeah. really bad and that's when the impact like the highest I, I, impact I think if okay uh, to be fair those people who don't know they are selling off their cards and they are fakes <laughs> and they are really good fakes and they're just selling out without knowing they're fakes then yeah, it's a mistake, blindside mistake, because mm. you didn't know either. You probably bought it at for real the real card's value. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give myself a pass on these people, including my villain catacombs, and say like, hey, you know what? <laughs> yeah, uh, this was, it's this just was a, really good, man. It's an honest mistake. But if you're making a conscious the, decision yeah. to buy face. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, for those of you who don't know, like Nia is this is the it's the heart of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if you make a conscious decision to buy fakes and then sell fix and trade fix for monetary value, then you are a problem. Because you are simply trying to gain value off, you know, poor unknowing players of yeah, the game. Right? Straight up deception. <laughs> so the thing the thing about impact is yes, uh, I think that modern for one, you can we can say that all the card prices are incredibly insane. Look at ancestral visions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look at I mean, Cryptic Command have been, all been a drop because, you know, Marvel Master trees. But uh, cards that are not speculated for reprints are insane in price. And I can sort of understand that, you know, if you want to buy it, but you don't have the cash, you know, you're a teenager, you're school, schooling, mm-hmm. you don't work. You know, it's very hard to afford these cards. Mm-hmm. And you might choose to buy fakes. My, my real question, my real gripe with this is that if you really like the game that much and you really want to play, why don't you make some friends? Why don't you borrow the cards? Why don't you, you know, ask the shop if they can lend you the card? Why go through all the trouble yeah, to exactly. encourage fix, all right? So mm-hmm. because without these, without people making a conscious decision, yeah, to without demand, fix, there'll be like yeah, there'll yeah. be no impact at all, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. So I I think that impact wise, I can understand modern I, and legacy is a bit harder to fix because the old cards are very unique, yeah. And with the exception of very few cards, there are not that many printing errors of a variety <laughs> of types, right? Like uh, spacing wise, font wise, uh, border wise, uh, roundness of the card edge, so. More than I can understand because those were the easiest to like, you know, fake off. There was no uniqueness. Now, I mean, now we can pass the light test, can pass the blue paper test. test yeah, test. that was hard. Yeah. yeah. So I can understand why, but you know, my my real gripe is, you know, don't do it consciously if you don't know it. You know, just it's just an honest mistake. Don't circulate it. Keep it with you. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you got the money, buy the real ones because I think that if somebody calls you out on using a fake card in a competitive area, that's going to be terrible. No, I think you die. No, it's a media ban. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Uh, if you <coughs> so there will be some investigation called if you knowingly use it as a fake then there is a immediate disqualification holy and further, moly okay that's, uh, you that's know, further, bad, it, it, it will be for like if we do discover that uh, you are using it intentionally right the uh, likelihood like you that you want will to be buy the car and you use it. disqualified okay. and uh, further ban. further uh, maybe not banned la, but like uh, uh, what was that Suspended. Yeah. Wow, that's still bad. Right? That's still that's, that's still bad. That's kind of bad. Uh, there's there's a story about this guy who bought an entire modern deck and brought it for a GP, mm-hmm. and then uh, found out that it was fake. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Found out it was yeah, fake. Yeah, yeah. And then he and his friend mm. got uh, DQ'd from the wow. event. They got refunded. They had to leave the event, <laughs> but they got refunded for the event because they didn't know the deck was was fake. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. And the reason why he knew this other guy's deck was fake <laughs> was because he lent the other guy the wow. deck. So what? he bought two whole modern decks. This guy bought two whole modern decks oh, for the GP itself, lent it to his friend, and both of them ended up not having to play the tournament at wow. all because uh, they were suspected. Well, at least they didn't get banned, right? Uh, they didn't get banned, yeah. And so that's the, that's the thing. So if, honestly, if you did not know that your cards yeah, were fake. Yeah. Dude, I can't imagine getting banned from a GP though. Can you imagine if you fly overseas or you drive in the States and then it's like, hey dude, your entire deck is fake by the way. You lost a thousand dollars and now you have to go back home. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Boom. No, they got Maximum tilt. So they got refunded the, 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 the GP. event. La, but I mean, Constellation like, price, $50. I mean, yeah. Sucks, man. I, I can see. Bad, feels bad. So, uh, one of the one of the one things I read uh, was substitution effect, uh, but I don't think it applies that much in uh, count- counterfeit goods. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the main difference is that uh, in normal economic terms, so when we talk about a like, Prada fix, mm-hmm. people make a constant decision because you know it's a status thing. You're like, yeah. uh, I have a Prada handbag. Whether it's fake or not, you can only know if I let you touch my yeah, bag. Yeah. So uh, magic on the other hand is different because everybody wants to own the cards. Everybody wants. It's same thing with status, but you know, owning the real ones, and people are like, oh my yeah, god, subsidy I'm impressed, in fact man. doesn't really. So, yeah. so uh, I I feel that a lot of players in Magic 
aren't making conscious decisions to buy fakes. Yeah. Even if they're being circulated in the market, people don't know. It's people just look at the price like, hey, that's, you know, somewhat cheap, but it's not, not ridiculously cheap that I can suspect it's a fake, so I buy it, and then they yes. don't know it's a fake. So I think at least the magic community is, you know, decent enough to, you know, not encourage the purchase and yeah. uh, selling of fakes. Okay, so how do we... Uh, okay, <coughs> I, think, I think we're done um, examining the impact. How do we identify fakes? So there's three main tests and the rest of them are just baloney. At this point of time, I uh, really can tell you that um, some of the tests just don't work anymore. Get a loop. Get a loop. Get a loop. Okay, get a so loop. number one is get a loop. And uh, what, you're, what you're trying to identify is this thing called the... Uh, the more uh, The Moyer effect. The more printing more, effect. More printing thing. effect. So basically when you print layers onto a certain <coughs> thing, there's actually... Uh, it, uh, let me let me read out Wikipedia. <coughs> the more pattern or more fringe are large scale interference patterns that can produce uh, can be produced when an opaque rule uh, pattern with transparent gaps is overlaid with another similar interface uh, uh, another pattern, and uh, basically makes this makes this weird um, weird patterning on the print yep. of the card. The mm-hmm. other thing is that the rosette there's this thing called a rosette Sorry. pattern. Uh, where basically when you print dots, so this this is what happens like uh, you're printing dots on the card, okay. And that's how that's how the 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 card gets printed out. All right. And you're printing dots of different colors, so they interact uh, with each other in a very distinct way. So that when you use a loop, and what we mean, uh, what is a loop is a very strong magnifying glass, okay. Uh, to examine the surface of the card, you see this pattern very very clearly. Um. Not to say that this is a hundred percent, not not a sure. It's not a sure fire. Okay, yeah. so for for let's say like laser printed stuff, right? Uh, you will see, you will definitely see that uh, the the pattern is not there. Yep. Or it is uh, it's um, oh, how you say? Uh, it's it almost looks like it's three D when you mm. look at the pattern. It almost looks like it's three D, but when you print it on. It's obviously going to be flat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that uh, uh, there are different prints. So, for example, like the event deck. Yeah. It actually has a different pattern. It has a different rosette pattern. It has a different moya pattern than the normal card. Mm-hmm. So, if you take a tasigur from the event deck and you take a tasigur of from a normal the, card, yeah, uh, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same, and so that you know. But that's one way to tell. So a bad, like that's one way to tell between a okay fake, okay looking fake, mm-hmm. and then a, a bad looking fake. Of course, the feel we talked about the feel, the touch, the 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 smell. Uh, <laughs> if you can smell it, <laughs> you can smell the way you uh, say it, man. Uh, <laughs> then we have the uh, uh, what's that? Uh? What's the other? Oh man, what was the? Oh, the light test. Okay, so okay. the light test, this one is really easy to do if you've got a mobile phone or if you've got a like, little torch light. light, light you yeah, shine it through. Yeah, a strong light. You shine it through the card and you should see this very like wavy pattern. That's actually the piece of paper that's underneath and you should see that it's kind of bluish in color because uh, the, the of, paper, of the blue right? layer yeah, mm-hmm. on the inside. So the blue paper is actually some kind of like crepe, crepe paper. Uh, it's kind of wrinkly and stuff like that. So when you shine it through, you'll be able to see mm-hmm. it is the card is quite translucent. Yes. Uh, and uh, all the print on the card is almost yes. translucent, so it'll go right through. Yeah. You can ignore the the blue color as well. Uh, I think one of the main things is also about uh, thickness of the card because the thickness it does of the card, indicate yeah. uh, how much light passes through the card. Yep. Uh, the best thing to do in the light test is to have a comparison of several cards of mm-hmm. their generation. So if you buy a Ravnica Overgrown Tomb, try to get a Ravnica Common or Uncommon or Rare and yep. compare it to the same level because uh, different generation of cards might have different amount of lights passing through Correct. thickness uh, as well. Yeah, because the print quality, I mean, we didn't yeah, mention this. They like, do right change the printing, like, quali- they do change the printing process a bit. Yeah, the, from, the from set to set. So uh, that's the best way to, to use a light test, <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. why we were saying, like, in the blind, the tam- this Tamagoyf that we're holding here yep. uh, will pass the light test yes. because it does look like what I remember most cards looking like. Yeah. Uh, we have an Imperial Seal here that 
that that totally you, fails yeah. the light test because the but, lines are the lines are all vertical. Yeah, but the car itself when you, when I look at the Imperial seal, I'm and you feel the car. I right? feel the car. It doesn't feel and look like a fake. Only when I do the light test, I'm like okay, you it's know, like this, obvious. This is like some fishy stuff. Of course, the like feeling the thickness with just your hand is <coughs> something it's like it feels legit. Yeah, it's something only people who have been doing it for many years can be able to tell the sense of touch. Yeah. Uh, okay, then the last way to tell is actually to use a black light. Black light? <coughs> that exists? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, UV, UV, UV light. UV light is very difficult. I, I, I wouldn't say, you know, UV light is like almost a determining, it's almost a determining thing. But if you use a black light, man, what if you see like white spots all over your car, man? Uh, it will scar you for the rest of your life. Then you also don't want to buy the car. <laughs> okay, so uh, using a black light, right, you can you can tell that the, the corners of the cards, especially the edge of the card, it doesn't have any markings. Yeah. Uh, these markings are actually created by the cut. Uh, the cut and like it's part of the cut itself. Uh, for a fake, it's uh, it's relatively easy to tell la. There's a lot of um, apparently apparently these cuts are treated after they are printed. So mm-hmm. for a fake, it's not usually treated. So you can actually see that there's a cut line at the side. So it's yeah. it's kind of like whitish on the sides. Uh, this also is not foolproof because sometimes the cut is relatively damaged and you will see the white on the sides of the cut, but in combination all these three tests will help you identify yeah. if it is a proper card the worry part though is um, how long is it would it would, uh, would it be po- uh, the possibility of these counterfeit printing companies would they be able to completely uh, con- like completely make a perfect counterfeit like is it possible will they do it in the future I think they can I think yeah, already a, we're, we're almost heading to a point where yeah, exactly. it's almost a perfect uh, counterfeit We, I mean we're looking at some that are really really very good already Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to tell mm-hmm. yeah. so uh, yeah that's the um, that's the, the that's the bottom line uh, but that is that's really uh, how that, it's gonna roll yeah, out That's when Trump gets elected Fake Fake, fake. I'm gonna give you fake cards Fake v- cards Vagina <laughs> China fakes Vagina Alright uh, We're gonna call it uh, An episode Yeah Because they're gonna start The judge conference uh, Very very soon Mini conference The mini conference Yeah uh, So It's not really a mini conference Is it Policy and rules update The guy uh, judge for no, you don't get judge for us. Oh, I wanted one. If only. <laughs> uh, no, I'll g- I'll give you guys judge for us. Like there, there's. I've been meaning to share with you. Actually, I wanted to give it out during the hundredth episode, but we never recorded the hundredth episode. Oh, so uh, Ripple, Ripple, man, Ripple. <laughs> Uh, Alright, so we're going to end the episode right here. Thanks for listening. Remember, every week you can find new episodes on power9podcast.com, mtgcast.com, as well as on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, uh, I started uploading the videos uh, again. Yeah, so you can yeah, start yeah. finding episode 100. On the, we, we took a break for like five episodes. Episode 95 is not even there. Uh, yeah. So it's okay. But we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll record an episode 100 one of these days. One anyway, uh, so delayed yeah, episode 100. Delayed, massively delayed episode 100. Mm. Uh, so what was I saying? Yeah, you can find us on YouTube. Just type in there Power 9 Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Power 9 Podcast. Mm. You can the find us on uh, Instagram at Power 9 Podcast and then Twitter at Power 9 Podcast. The nine is a number nine. Hey, finally, yeah, you're back. I did it. Uh, last but not least, do uh, yeah, you can find myself on Twitter at The Asian Judge. You can find Alfian at Scription. Scription YN? No, just Scription. Just Scription. Alright, okay. Stop changing your Twitter handle, man. Yeah, sorry. Everybody's man. like, oh, yeah. is, is it Scription YN? Is it Alfian Poon? Uh, just, just look at Alfian Poon, you'll get it. Uh, I, that, that name doesn't change. I don't know. I, I don't know. Who knows, man? Yeah. Uh, you, can look, you can look for me in Final Fantasy fourteen. My name is Alfina. <laughs> Alfia. Alfina. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh... What else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, you can also find us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash theasianjudge, twitch.tv slash games every Tuesday nights, every Wednesday nights. We have, uh, well, we, we cover people, yeah, weekday tournaments. And uh, sometimes the weekends, you know, we have, we have those other tournaments too. Oh, yeah, like the RPTQ that's coming up. Guys, you oh, watch yeah. That, man. I think I'm going to just play the last LCQ for the RPTQ. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have no confidence anymore. 
<laughs> I have zero confidence. I legitimately have no confidence in myself anymore. So. Yay. Maybe I'll just bring a stupid jank that like red, red, blue red machine gun uh, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Well, well I, I still think the Grixis machine gun works. I'm, I'm still trying to build a, like mega jank, the SRAM, SRAM, dum dum, dum dum SRAM deck. Actually, uh, I saw a decent SRAM, uh, SRAM uh, paradoxical outcome deck in Indonesia. Oh yeah, yeah. That oh, was paradoxical outcome. Uh. Oh yeah. no, no, no. I'm thinking indomitable. I'm thinking indomitable. Uh, oh what? Yep. Oh boy. Sram, uh, Sram's expertise and indomitable. Indomitable creativity. Yeah, that's oh, the one. Boy. Good oh. stuff. Oh boy. Good stuff. Cannot bluff. <laughs> Got got bluff. We're gonna call it a day. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. So for myself and Alfian, we're signing out. Ciao. Ciao.